Bandwidth for Changelog is provided by Fastly. Learn more at Fastly.com. We move fast and fix things here at Changelog because of Rollbar. Check them out at Rollbar.com. And we're hosted on Linode servers. Head to Linode.com slash Changelog. From Changelog Media, this is Away From Keyboard, a show exploring the human side of creative work. I'm Tim Smith. I met Maria Bolin-Plussel a few years ago when she was campus director for the Iron Yard, a code school that shut down in 2017. Maria is a beloved member of the tech community here in Minnesota, but her path to technology has been an interesting one. After all, she majored in Spanish and Latin American studies back in college. Maria is now the executive director for Ministar, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to support and grow the Minnesota technology community. We do that in a variety of different ways. Um, One of the big ways that we do that is through events. And so we put on mini demo, which that is three times a year. And that's a, a tech showcase event for Minnesota made technology. And we also put on mini bar. Mm -hmm. which is the region's largest technology unconference. And what that looks like is it's a full day, usually at Best Buy's corporate headquarters, um, that's 1,200 to 1,500 people, technologists that are getting together. And the unconference part of that is really unique in that this is really built by the community. Anyone can submit a session. So as long as something is having something to do with (laughs) technology or entrepreneurship or something like that, and it's not super salesy, it's in. And and so it really is a reflection of the community coming together from a shared learning perspective. So we're really proud of that. And I think it's a real testament to the community. I mean, you think about like mini demos, depending on the capacity of the theater are, you know, between seven and 900 people. And then mini bar, you know, you have thousands. Yeah, thousands. And it really talks to the strength of the community that we have here and how People love getting together to to be inspired, to learn from each other, and to make those connections. So from our perspective, it's how are we fostering the community in that way? And how are we providing a value add and a platform for us to kind of grow and be the best community that we can be? What what is your official title at Ministar? The executive director. Executive director. Okay. Mm So what, what what does that mean? Yeah, that's um, wearer of many hats, <laughs> usually. <laughs> um, so uh, a little background, uh, Ministar was formed in 2006, and it's been run by a volunteer board of directors from 2006 to last year. I mean, it was completely, completely run by the volunteer board. So my role was the first hire that Ministar has ever had. So on an operational standpoint, on kind of like the day-to-day, all that stuff, I'm a team of one that's <laughs> rocking and rolling. Well, I yeah. have an amazing board. I mean, there's this group of people. There's 11 of them. They're just incredible. And there's such, you want to talk about people that are real advocates and like roll up your sleeves advocates for the tech community. Like that's it. So I'm super lucky in that way. What do you define as success in this position? We have a lot of ambitions as it pertains to the community, but it is 100% always rooted in service to the tech community, right? So success is, you know, you, you can look at metrics of what makes a healthy ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, You could look at that. You could look at 
so many different things of businesses being built. You could look at, you know, just sheer numbers of technologists. But, you know, at the end of the day, if we are providing value to the community and we're constantly working to iterate to meet the needs of our community and make our community better, that's success to me. This tech ecosystem's gotten so strong. Or you think about like the last five years, and you look at something like Twin Cities Startup Week that's been growing and growing and growing each Man. year. I think that there's so much potential in our community, and we're we're starting to get that national recognition of of things that are happening. And I think that if we keep kind of moving the needle, but with always looking at how are we making our table bigger. How are we bringing more people to the table? And how are we intentionally thinking about community in that way? Um, that's kind of what I think about when I think of, are we being successful? I, I'd love to talk about the Iron Yarn because I feel like this kind of plays on what we've been talking about. I feel that the Iron Yard was trying to solve a problem of education in technology that is still unresolved. Um, I think also boot camps are really an opportunity as well for more diverse people to form part of our community, such as people of color, uh, such as women as well. How, how do you foresee those those issues being resolved in our in our community here? And do you feel that Ministar is is going to have a role? Yeah. So when we talk about issues still very much at the forefront of our community, that is a humongous one. This is such a core issue, right? Um, on so many different levels. How are we expanding access and opportunity to multiple different groups of people? I mean, frankly, it's one of the big reasons that I'm in this community. You know, I, I'm not a trained technologist, but I'm extraordinarily passionate about diversity and technology. We have so much talent in our community. And how are we expanding this and, and providing and being intentional about bringing mm -hmm. more people into mm -hmm. this. And, you know, it's also is very lucrative. And, you know, you talk about economic development programs and you talk about like the impact that that can have on communities. Like that's huge too. So I think there's a long way to go. I think that there are some really, really great things happening in our community. You know, you talk about the National Blacks and Tech Conference was just here. It was, mm. you know, held here of all places for the first time. And that was a huge shout out to Sharon and Antoinette for putting that together. Um, you talk about, you know, Hack the Gap that happens every year, you know, and so right. there's really good things that are happening. And so from our perspective, it's how are we as Ministar, if we are a community organization, how are we supporting and really putting their weight behind promoting and, and supporting these events and groups? And we have a lot of ideas. So last week we um, we piloted our first brand new event in I don't know how many years, <laughs> but it was a it was a, a mini demo format event. We called it mini demo back to campus. All of the presenters were current students or recent graduates, and we had seven amazing presenters. We had one who was 14 years old. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. And we did a lot of reaching out and getting feedback from community members, specifically folks who were new to the community, who were themselves recent graduates, kind of saying, what would be really beneficial to you out of an yeah. event like this? So from that, we 
We did also um, AMA style conversation circles with tech leaders during the happy hour. You know, we had a few different topics like finding a job in the tech community or opportunities for founders. You know, we had representatives from us, from Minnesota Cup, from Beta.mn, Lunar. We had folks that were talking about building your own company and you know, mm. being able to like grab a beer and talk to these people who have done this before so that was really cool we got a lot of good feedback from that and it's just kind of keeping the momentum of who's not at the table and how do we help that and how do we kind of push the needle on that coming up maria talks to me about communication and marriage and her upcoming role as a parent I'm Nick Nisi. This is K-Ball. And I'm Rachel White. We're panelists on JS Party, a community celebration of JavaScript and the web. Every Thursday at noon central, a few of us get together and chat about JavaScript, Node, and topics ranging from practical accessibility to weird web APIs. <laughs> you could just eval the, 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 the text that you're given, and then and that's basically, I think that's basically what it's doing. What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. This is not uh, legal advice to, to eval text as it comes in. Join us live on Thursdays at noon central. Listen and Slack with us in real time or wait for the recording to hit. New episodes come out each Friday. Find the show at changelog.com slash jsparty or wherever you listen to podcasts. From Changelog Media, this is Away From Keyboard. I'm Tim Smith. Maria and her husband, Corey, have been married seven years now. They met in college, studied abroad together, and spent their first year of marriage in Brazil on an English teaching fellowship. Now, Maria is eight months pregnant with their first baby, and she says the hardest thing for her has been communication. I wouldn't say it's necessarily marriage. I think just relationships in general. Like, I had yeah. to really, really learn to be a better communicator. Um, mm. and. And I think part of that is vulnerability and and being being really vulnerable with someone with you know your truth and and your um when you're doing kind of your own work of um discovering who you are and and your yeah. your needs. I really kind of keep going back to everything that we've gone through as a unit and as a couple. I mean, we've been together all told for almost ten years. And I think that all the ups and downs of that really bring us to this point was completely about communication and mm. really learning and flexing that muscle. It is not perfect. I will for sure tell you and Corey will agree. <laughs> like I am not the most perfect person when it comes to like communicating feelings, but it's all about just kind of getting better at that. Yeah. And um, really seeing people on a human level and I statements and all of that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting to hear you say that you're not the best at communicating feelings because <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I think that is difficult 
in a relationship, Mm -hmm. but especially I think if both of you have difficulty communicating feelings, it's it's easier. (laughs) But (laughs) but I feel like if 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 one of you has difficulty, but the other one is very in tune with their feelings, that can be very, very difficult. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the book, The five love languages, but you know, we, yeah, kinda, yeah. I, have, I have heard a little bit. About, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, if, so if you're not familiar with it, essentially it boils down to um, the theory that there are five ways in which you show or receive love. Yeah. Um, there's, you're going to have to help me out. There's acts of service. There's words of affirmation. Right. Gifts. Yes. Um, quality time. That's four. I don't remember the fifth one. Oh man. Oh, touch. Touch. Oh, physical touch. Duh. Oops. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, oh yeah, hugs. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that one kind of it it helps give a little bit of context to oh right the way that I receive love or my right. mode of communicating love or appreciation is not the same as someone else's. Right. You know because. Corey and I, we're very complimentary humans, but we don't communicate love in the same way. And so that can lead to a result of, you know, let's say that you're someone who's very words of affirmation, just like, I love you. You're the best person in my life and da, 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 da. And you're looking to your partner for that. And she's like, oh, you never say that you love me, blah, 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 blah. But then your partner's like, but I just, you know, did all of these things around the house. And I, you know, did this thing that I knew that you, you know, really needed and like being more acts of service oriented. So, yeah, um, that, that, that is my helpful. relationship right there yeah? in it? a nutshell, oh. because I I am the and, and that's why I said, like, if both of you have the same love language, right. I think it, it's got to be easier. But when you have when you have differences of of it, it can be very challenging. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that that's the case, certainly in my relationship. Like I'm, I'm very, um, you know, communicative about my feelings. Uh, whereas, whereas Kelly isn't, you know, she, she is more acts of service type of person. Um, and it's, it's interesting, I think. And it's also like growth. It's, it's personal growth to understand that just because they don't, love you in the way that sometimes you want them Mm -hmm. to love you Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they love you any less. Right. And I think that's a hard thing to, I think that's a hard thing to accept sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes maybe it's even getting to a place in the relationship of just saying, Hey, I know this isn't your love language, but I just need to hear you say X today. (laughs) Like that's just like, just however you want to say it, but I just, I need to hear X. Yeah. Um, Or sometimes it's like, So I'm Corey's very acts of service and I, you know, do that sometimes, but it's not my default. Mm. And so it's like, I don't really like cooking and, but it's like, today I'm going to make dinner. Like, you know, you relax kind of thing. And then he knows that that means something different than like he loves to cook. It means something different. It means an intentional showing of love. So you're. Eight months pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to or what to ask about this. <laughs> Just but but I'll, I'll preface it with my feelings. Like yeah. if if it were me a month from having a child, I think I'd be freaking the hell out. <laughs> but it's because I, I have I feel like I'm in this constant place where I don't feel adult enough yes. to handle yes. some of this stuff. Yep. yep. I mean, how, how are you feeling right now? 
Oh my God, I've totally been through that feeling in that phase. I mean, we, so for instance, last year we bought a house for the first time Oh, and yeah. I, we were sitting down in the meeting where yeah. you sign all the papers. Big deal. And I'm just like, you're just going to let me walk. You're just going to let me do this. Like, <laughs> I, just, I totally felt not adult enough for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's one of those things where being in the last month. I can only speak for myself. And really, this is I'm no expert. This is only my my first time around. <laughs> it's a lot of different emotions at the same time where you have somewhere you're like, oh, my gosh, in a month, I'm going to be a mother. Not that I'm yeah, I guess you could say I'm right now, but like I'm going to be a mother for the rest of my life, you right. know, and, and and the responsibility that, yes. that that comes with that and wanting to do an amazing job at that. and. Also, so there's that kind of trepidation feeling, but there's also the feeling, the very physical, real feeling of like, I'm kind of done. <laughs> like, like you yeah. get to the end and it's uncomfortable and you try and keep perspective of there's sometimes where you're like, wow, this is just such a cool process and experience to to be creating life. Yeah. And you kind of I, I try and take a step back and remind myself of that anytime that I'm just like, oh. There's a elbow in my rib cage or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and especially for us, where it, it, I, it, it took us a lot longer and it took a lot of work. And yeah. um, and so I, I'm just I'm in a place where I'm feeling really grateful, um, while also having all the normal feelings of like, oh my god, like what is what is even happening? I have no <laughs> idea. Like I, I'm just going into it just fully well knowing. I mean, as much of a planner as I am, I know that this is just going to turn everything upside down and just being okay with that. I think, you know, I I have a friend who is a little bit similar to me in that um, she's very planning oriented and, you know, you you control your schedule, you control this and da, 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 da. It's just like a a baby just totally flips all of that. Like you think that you have this plan for the the X equals blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know what? You have to meet the, the human first. Do you feel that this has given you a different perspective on your parents? Yes. You know, you kind of reflect on that throughout. I feel like I reflected on that as I was becoming an adult, you know, and you get to Mm. really, I got a chance to get to know my mom in a way that I didn't as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. you, you start to have more open converse, more adult conversations. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really interesting. And, and learning about decisions that she made that I didn't really think twice about, but you know, just right. hearing, I mean, even something as simple as my mom does not speak Spanish. She sent me, I'm the oldest. She sent me to the Spanish immersion school at the time that was one of two. It might've been the only language immersion school in Minnesota at the time. Wow. Um, it was a very new concept. And, you know, in my head, I'm just like, oh, yeah, of course. You know, like, so, like, why was that a big deal? And she's like, you have no idea how many people told me I was crazy, told me that it, I was making a terrible decision for my children, wow. that this was an untested kind of educational paradigm. Right. That, you know, why would you do this? Da, 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 da. And so you don't have the same context. And so yeah. sometimes decisions that your parents made, you know, you're just like, oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, hearing kind of 
the parenting had of that. Yeah. And I'm I'm the first person to tell her I'm like this that is the best decision you ever made for us kids. <laughs> like hands down um all of us are adults. We all still speak Spanish and and just the approach that that program had and the effect that it had on our lives. But yeah, I mean, I totally took for granted that she got a lot of pushback and that was actually like a very difficult decision. That's just like one little example. But, you know, like you hear more about these decision making processes and some things that you took for granted that were actually very intentional. I remember one thing that my parents, like they wanted to be a united front there's five kids in our family, right? Yeah. And so they wanted to make sure that decisions or whatever, you know, like they're they're united front. It's not, you know, you can go to mom for one answer and dad for another, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I can't imagine now thinking about this, like that must be an everyday choice that you're making throughout the day and has it's hard. To be exhausting and hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it does it makes me reflect a lot on that. It makes me reflect on the type of parent that I hope to become the things that I really valued from growing up, the things that, you know, I value from the way that Corey was brought up. It's kind of cool in that you have the opportunity to write your own story a little bit. I, I think for me, one of the, one of the things that terrifies me of parenthood is the fact that I, I realize now that I am, I am screwed up in so many different ways. And that is because my parents tried to do their best even though they were screwed up by their parents. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I think coming to terms with that, with having a child and realizing that you are going to do things that are going to mess this kid up for oh, the rest yeah. of his life, yeah. his or her life, that is deeply troubling to me. I totally feel that. I mean, everyone, uh, people do the best that they can <laughs> yeah. in the moment and, and, and what they think is best. And I mean, they're, so I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, you know, like, therapy has really helped me a lot. Um, (laughs) And I remember when I first became pregnant, that was one thing that really weighed on my mind of, I'm like, I, I'm someone who has been kind of like deconstructing my own self and, and, and knowing where I need to work on and, and all of that stuff. I'm nowhere near any sort of finish line. Not that there's like a finish line and you get like a gold medal for <laughs> deconstructing yeah. childhood, whatever. Um, but it, it, I don't want to unintentionally pass on something right. or, yeah. or whatnot. Um, and just recognizing, I think, again, like we're all going to do the best that we can. And, and I do think that the leg up, that you have in that is, is your self-awareness of it. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, that's, yeah. at least that's what I tell myself of like, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm self-aware about things that um, are hard for me, whether or not that was rooted in something that happened when I was a child and just kind of keeping that in mind and kind of reflecting on decisions that I'm making and whether or not they're coming from a place of um, reaction if that makes sense. We all do the best that we can. And it's just kind of awareness, I think. That's Maria Bolin-Plussel. She gave birth to an incredibly handsome baby boy, William Otis, earlier this month. AFK is made by me, Tim Smith. The stellar beats are from the one and only Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Smith Timmy Tim on Twitter. You can find the show at AFK underscore show. 
Bandwidth for Changelog is provided by Fastly. Learn more about them at Fastly.com. We move fast and fix things here at Changelog because of Rollbar. Check them out at Rollbar.com. And we're hosted on Linode servers. Head to Linode.com slash Changelog. Assuming you're loving this show, go rate, review, or recommend it wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to send me a letter or suggest someone for the show, send an email to AFK at Changelog.com. This is our last show of the year. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with new episodes on January 16th. Before we go, Maria told me this funny story about the night she met St. Paul's mayor at a mini demo. So it was at the Ordway, which is a little bit fancier. And we had the mayor of St. Paul, which was <laughs> super nice and awesome. And right as I'm, of course, going to meet Mayor Carter and I'm just, you know, like super excited, my shoe breaks. <laughs> like It was just like, I, I mean, it was, to- I don't know why I decided that you know, being pregnant and wearing heels was going to be a great idea. It was terrible. (laughs) Um, But it was just kind of like one of those, like, how can I artfully hide the fact that I'm standing on one leg and, you know, saying hi to you? (laughs) And how did that go? uh, You know, I I think I played it off about as cool as one could play it off. (laughs) I'm Tim Smith, and this is Away From Keyboard. Keyboard.